I want you to live the life you were meant to live. Some of you are not transitioning because you're okay with the life you have. And I'm telling you, I, I, when I walk out, I want to be an example of you can start from wherever and get to wherever you want to get to. That's what I'm asking you to do. What fuels you? The reason why you're so lazy is not because you don't have the ability. You're so lazy because your dream's so small. Everybody sees people who look great, who have all the confidence, who have all the self-esteem, who have all this ability, who have all these things going for them, and they think they got it all figured out. They think it's easy for them, and that's one of the justifications that they tell themselves, all right? It's not like there aren't days I don't want to go to the gym. The, the truth is, most of the days I don't want to go to the gym, but I do, even though I don't feel like it. It doesn't matter if there's a tornado, if there's a snowstorm, if there's a hurricane, if the world is on fire. The job has to get done. It's about executing regardless of your emotions. You're waiting for all the situations to come together perfectly. And I'm telling you, you cannot wait. You got to start working right now. To take that first step towards greatness, it's very hard. That's the hardest step to ever do, that first step, right? That first step towards greatness is hard. What's a lot harder is when time expires in life. You look back on your life knowing you could have been great. That's something you can't control anymore from time to now. But if you don't believe you can do it, don't even start the journey. It's too hard. It's a winnable, easy war. But if you don't, if you don't believe it, then don't do it. Every single day of my life, I feel like giving a hundred Every single day, somebody says yesterday, E.T., you gave 120, what you gonna do tomorrow? I said, I don't know, give 140. I don't know, but I don't have days where I don't feel like it. Why? Because I'm counting on me. My wife's counting on me. My son's counting on me. I don't have days to wait. Will there be some times that you wanna give up? Yes. When you get into a tight spot, and everything goes against you until it seems that you cannot hold on for a minute longer. Never give up then, for that is just the place and time that the tide will turn. Never give up then, and that is so important. When you're working on doing the things you want to do and fulfilling your dream, and things happen, there are times when your energy feels so depleted that you want to give up that it looks just totally impossible. And I can tell you from my own personal experience, don't give up then. That's when you've got to fall forward, when life is kicking dirt in your face. Don't give up then. That's when most people turn back. If you've decided that this is what you want to do, you've got to become courageous to stand up within yourself, to face it and step forward. I tell people the strongest force in the whole human personality is this need to stay consistent with how we define ourselves. What you're doing today is connected to the future. Okay, once you make that connection, you say, oh, okay, maybe I'll study, maybe I'll train, maybe I'll work out harder. You can start doing those things because you can improve and you can have a better life. Sure, are there some kids that are gonna be able to do pull-ups out of the gate? Sure. Are there kids, some kids that can learn their time tables really quickly? Sure. You're not gonna, you're not gonna be great at everything, but you can get better as long as you have the discipline to put your mind to it and are willing to work hard. So, go to bed early and wake up early. People constantly ask me for the secret of getting up early. I tell them it is simple. Set your alarm clock and get out of bed when it goes off. That's it.
So they hit snooze. They roll over. They go back to sleep. No. Get up and get going. If I'm manipulating you, I'm trying to get you to do something. If I'm leading you, I'm trying to get you to do something. And many of the tools are very similar. So what's the difference between me leading you and me manipulating you? It's very easy for me to answer that question. If I'm manipulating you, I'm trying to get you to do something that's gonna benefit me. If I'm leading, I'm trying to get you to do something that's gonna benefit you, it's gonna benefit the team, and it's gonna benefit the mission. So for me, those are, those are too easy. Those are too easy. It's, it's real obvious. And, and by the way, if I'm a manipulator, I can get away with that for a little while, but eventually you're gonna look at me for what I am. You're gonna see that the maneuvers I'm making, the tools I'm using, I'm utilizing those tools for my own benefit. And as soon as you see that, you, you won't fully support me. You, you won't. The same goes for when I'm trying to make you do something good for yourself and for the team. You're gonna see that too. And you're gonna say, He's, he actually cares about me. That's what he's doing. And when you know I care about you, you'll do anything for me. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Oh, I want to give you hard criticism. How do I give you hard criticism? The first thing I have to do is make sure that you understand I care about you. Which is not, which is not easy to do. And it's not always obvious. But if you know that more than anything else, what I want is for you to be successful. When I say, hey, hey Tom, I'm looking at the outcome of the last project and you were three weeks past the time. I think there's some things that we could do to kind of make you a little bit more efficient in leading these things. If you know that my number one thing is that I care about you, you can be all ears to an extent. Because guess what percentage of the world is truly open for criticism? Oh, it's tiny. <laughs> there's so few people that are truly open to criticism. Have other people who have a nice relationship but a terrible career because they can't get promoted. I have other clients who seem to be quite arrogant but they're really convincing everyone else that they're worth it because they don't actually believe it. So the most important thing to do is to work on your confidence and the way you build your confidence is by liking yourself. So I want you to imagine right now if you really really liked yourself, how different would your life be? Just close your eyes and imagine if you liked you, if you got up and thought you were great, how different would your life be? And when I had a young child and was a parent of a young child, I would encourage my child every day to go, I like myself, I like myself. I'd focus on things she was good at. I never told her she was good at everything, but I wanted her to feel that she liked herself. When she came in, with um, a summer dress and a pair of winter boots, and what do I look like? I go, well, what do you think you look like? Because even at an early age, I was trying to teach her that what you think about you matters more than what other people think about you. And here's what we often do. We try so hard to make people like us. We have something on our head that goes, please like me. And that behavior doesn't make people like you. It makes them take you for granted. It makes them bully you. And we often send children out into the world trying so hard to make people like them because they believe, if everyone else likes me, I'm okay. I see that with young women and young men just new to the dating scene, trying so hard to please the person they're dating. 
and actually it doesn't work. What works is going through life with a something in your head that says, I really like me, and if you like me too, that's great. But if you don't, I can live with that too, because I like me. People that are hungry are willing to do the things today others won't do. In order to have the things tomorrow, others won't have. You have to discover what your values are. It's part of the reason why I think that you need to tell the truth, because you're forced to negotiate with yourself to operate properly in the world. And if you've warped yourself, let's say, or some elements of yourself by engaging in self-deception and lies, and, and you're not now, because of that, you're not who you could be and you don't live in the world as you should live in it, then when you discuss with yourself what your value should be, it will be as if you're discussing it with someone that you can't trust. And so they go through life holding back holding back on life, not understanding this also, that what you hold back from life, life holds back from you. So most of us go through life, ladies and gentlemen, not giving, and we're cheating ourselves, and you're also cheating life. One of the things you see with people all the time is that maybe they're trying to stumble forward towards their ideal, as poorly defined as it might be, but then they're afraid, right? They're afraid about what they might encounter, and that stops them because fear does stop people. It freezes you like a prey animal, and so people move ahead, but then they get afraid, and then they stop moving ahead. And that's not so good because negative emotion is a really powerful motivator, so we're more motivated by negative emotion than positive emotion. All right, now here's my last point about failure. Sometimes it's the best way to figure out where you're going. Your life will never be a straight path. You'll see what I mean about taking risk or being willing to fail. Because taking risk is not just about going for a job. It's also about knowing what you know and what you don't know. It's about being open to people and to ideas. Somewhere along the way, they've lost the ability to focus on the things they are great at and stacking those promises they make to themselves. And the way I get them to break their slump it's not correcting their swing or getting them positive. It's getting them to acknowledge the small problems of showing up to batting practice early, getting that extra bucket of balls, beginning to reward themselves for the extra promises they keep to themselves, puts them back in a state of self-confidence. All of a sudden, they're hitting the ball great. The word we use for this, for short, is we call it sensory acuity. Sensory acuity is the idea that you want to become acutely sensitive to whether what you're doing is working or not. You don't want to just say, okay, I know what I want, I know what I want, and I'm just going to make it happen. This is how I'm going to do it. You keep hammering it, hammering it, hammering it, doing something that doesn't work. And people do this all the time, right? Do the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. It's called insanity. You can't do the same thing again and again, expect a different result, see it doesn't get the result. Does this mean it's always going to be like that? Not at all. Why? The longer you're in business, you eventually find a group of people that buy into you. You eventually find a group of people that understand how consistent you are. You eventually find a group of people that want to be in business with you forever. You eventually find a group of people that like your style. You eventually find a group of people that like your vision, your crusade, your cause, your mission, and your vision is so big that other people's vision also fits into it. But it won't happen right off the bat. What happens if they change their minds? Do you also change your mind? What happens if they say no? Do you also get down on yourself and say, oh my gosh, I don't have the business for me? No. Don't let other people's emotions and decisions and constant changing their minds dictate your mind. 
I mean, you know in your bones that you're gonna make it out. And I think that's something that was a little different about me. It was like in that hole as advisors were saying, look, just go BK and seven years from now you can walk away from it. I just knew I would fight my way out of it. And I didn't have to convince myself or anybody else.